0: on the red crow res growing up means getting even we're talking movies we're talking rhymes for young ghouls starring devry jacobs brandon oaks and glenn gould written by and directed by jeff barnaby let's jam out with our clams out <laughs> I,
1: I got a more serious quote um My world ends at the border of the reserve, where dirt roads open up to dreams of things you can never be here. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie. Uh, We're going to be talking about Jeff Barnaby's 2013 film Rhymes for Young Ghouls. Uh, This is a pretty heavy film. Uh, So there's definitely going to... Normally, we don't even bother with trigger warnings, but there's a lot of, like, sexual assault and uh, suicide and stuff like that. So just be cautious uh, if you're listening to that. If you have any of those triggers, maybe don't listen to this episode. Uh, Like I said, great film that we're going to be talking about, but there is some really heavy content. Uh, Scott, do you want to take us away?
0: Okay, so first I'm going to say something... (laughs) serious before we get into our usual hilarity here
1: yeah this this film's gonna be tough to be hilarious about i'll tell you that right now but go ahead
0: Uh, and it's just really three things i need to get off my chest one this is really gonna hurt but chris you're three for three out of the enjoyment factor and movie picks that you had um you know each film had really great subtext uh, especially in context which brought on the greater issues going on. Now, the third thing I want to say is directed to Mr. Barnaby who directed this film, I just really would like to apologize for this blatant attempt that Chris is doing uh, on this episode to get you on our good graces so we can lock down a date for you to be a guest on this show, which makes me feel like a cheap whore just like Tammy or whatever the fuck her name was in this movie.
1: The things I do for this show. Okay. We're trying to get a, an amazing director on this show and the the work I'm willing to put in so that Jeff is willing to go, Hey, maybe I want to go talk to those guys over there. So you're welcome, Scott. You're welcome to the entire production team. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a, f- so again, a note, Mr. Jeff Barnaby, what the fuck, man? Like what are we like, a minute and a half in this fucking movie? And it's like one of the most like viscerally disturbing things I've seen. Like, I don't I don't want to give too much away, but with that car, when that thing happened, I was like, oh god, please don't be what I think it is. And it was. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I will say this, like in terms. Um <laughs> this, this, this this is the thing though. Like any compliment, I'm gonna make you feel like fuck. <laughs> right, we're just pandering. But I would say in terms, um, in terms of the writing itself, like I thought, this film went in a lot of places that you didn't, you don't really see, right? Like even in like, like even if you go your hardcore fucking horror movie, kids are okay.
1: Yes. For the most part, except it, kids aren't really okay in it. But you don't see like like wait, he, the, go ahead. It was
0: the older kids, the teenagers that got it, and it the young group survived.
1: What about the little kid, Georgie? He gets fucking like yanked into a fucking. Yeah, drain. Georgie doesn't
0: count. He he's like he's <laughs> Not he's, the, kid. he's the McGovern or what, what, the Magri- <laughs> What is it called? The McGovern, the McGriffin, yeah, Whatever. or something like that. The yeah. MacGyver. I don't know. He's the McG- <laughs> Georgie doesn't count. <laughs>
1: What you mean is lead characters like bad things doesn't don't happen to like lead characters with dialogue, like a ton of dialogue and stuff.
0: Yeah. in which when this film starts, you're assuming you're following this story. Yes.
1: And then siblings. And then and then you so you that happens and you're like, well, that's fucked. And then in the next scene, more just like blatant, like tragedy and his fucking camera watching like the urine come down. I was like fuck me jeff like what the this is gonna be a tough tough ride i mean it is very well done but it is super fucking graphic man
0: yeah like my um
1: i'm really not trying to spoil anything because like yes this film is from 2013 but there is a possibility that a lot of people haven't seen it and and right Mm -hmm. off the bat i said like you definitely need to go watch it but you need to prepare yourself. Like you you definitely need to prepare yourself around things like I said, sexual violence, suicide, child abuse, all that shit. Cause it's like Jeff Barnaby does not shy away from showing you this not this stuff. So
0: Yeah, and uh what I was saying before was um yeah, like the one the one shot that I was really um enjoyed or impressed with, but like, the context in it is super bad, but I'm assuming it's when he put the camera on a track and it was just going to the side and it was after the the stripper raid and it's just, like, one person getting beat down after the other person getting... And you're just, like, everything... Like, if it was one continuous shot, like, I give a lot of props to that and kudos because there are so many intricacies going on in which, you know, this person had to come out from the back... And then you see what happened to them while in the forefront, this guy is getting beat with like fucking nightstick or whatever the fuck it was.
1: Right. Yeah. That shot. Like, I, I thought that uh, the cinematography in this was actually really, really well done. Um, the cinema. He, I mean, the cinematographer is is Michael. It might be Michelle. Cause I think he's French Canadian. Michel Saint Martin. Uh, who worked on Jeff's film, Blood Quantum, also his shorts, The Colony and Fire, uh, File Under Miscellaneous. Uh, it's, it's really well done. It's both artistic and very competent at the same time. But yeah, that tracking, sh- I, I guess you would call that like a tracking shot. It's definitely a dolly shot um, where the camera is like panning sideways and you just kind of see. It's almost like what you would see in like a music video where, you would be seeing all this all this different action happening at the same time, and the camera's just kind of moving with it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I meant tracking shot as in terms of like the camera on a track, and it was just kind of
1: yeah they they this call way. that a dolly typically right, so.
0: Well, that's why you're the big-time movie fucking award-winning director, and I'm just the award-winning actor.
1: This is true. Uh, (laughs) Both of which will be in Winnipeg for the Canadian International Comedy Film Festival for the film Unsolicited. Um, Speaking of awards, though, so this did very well. Um, It won uh, Best Director and Best Actor at the American Indian Film Festival. Uh, It was uh, nominated for Canadian Screen Award for Devilry Jacobs. Uh, as uh, best female actor. Uh, and then it did well and won at the Vancouver International Film Festival for Jeff Barnaby's first feature. Um, one thing I was actually surprised about is the set decoration and the costuming was fucking super cool. Both the Halloween costumes the kids put on when they go to do their raid and mm-hmm. uh, Devilry Jacobs, um, like World War One gas mask that she wears when she's like painting and like rolling blunts and stuff like that. Like, I just thought that like all of that was super, super well done. And but I was, even
0: go ahead. Like, I don't know if you, you checked or not, uh, but I am glad you, you brought this up, but even like the costume design in blood quantum, where the main characters like kind of costume, not the main character, but the sun's uh, costume, which is the poster of the movie. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I was super impressed with like the costuming uh of this of this film too cuz I thought it, it, like it, like it goes twofold which like it makes outstanding dramatic posters for the movie that you do stop and watch, right? Cuz the poster of the movie is her wearing that by a in front of her bike, right? Yeah. And then with blood caught in meso- uh, themselves is like him jumping down wearing his costume with his samurai sword. I think it was. No, no, no. Isn't but, it a
1: spear? Isn't it some type of spear?
0: Or it, no? Is it the? Oh my god! Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check. I think it's the hockey stick. No, no. You're right. It's the. Yeah, it's the it's the made up kind of spear that they did.
1: But what um, I was actually going to get to is the fact that I was surprised that this didn't get any nominations at the Canadian Screen Awards for set decoration or for their costuming because it was so interesting and so well done. Uh, unfortunately, this... So <clears throat> I have this... This was the second Canadian Screen Awards when uh, in 2014. Unfortunately for this film, he was... Com- Jeff Barnaby was competing with Denis Villeneuve <laughs> for Enemy. Like, there was some serious... Like, Jake Gyllenhaal is in is in Leading Role. Um, There was, like, some actually big-time films that just happened to come out at the same time as his, which I think might have overshadowed uh, the work of uh, Rhymes for Young Ghouls, which is unfortunate, because, again, I think he should have gotten more... Like, he didn't get adapted screenplay, or sorry, not uh, original screenplay, or any of the other things that I think would have... He definitely should have qualified for you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but even like they won i think you said too like at tribeca right and like Tribeca's huge that's that's the niros right yeah
1: that is de niros
0: so even that like he can be like fuck you take that right
1: yeah or just fuck you canadian screen awards for like yet again not seeming to actually watch the films that you nominate um because again, I think definitely in the costuming section, even even like this, I know it was like not so much scoring, but even his use of contemporary music, okay, get ready to drink. Aspects of this definitely had a very like Reservoir Dogs, Tarantino kind of vibe, including specifically that dolly shot and his like really fantastic use of contemporary music. You know what I mean? I mean, he doesn't have the, like, hardcore editing that most Tarantino films, you can drink again, uh, have. But, uh, again, also the use of, like, v- extreme violence, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But um, I was reading something kind of interesting as well. I'm just trying to pull up the the screen here. Uh, in terms of... Um, oh, my God. Um... What's the word I'm looking for? Inspiration for okay. this film. Yeah, yeah. And it it was the weirdest inspiration that I thought of, but after reading it and then thinking back of the movie, it um, it kind of makes sense. So here I found it. So according to you know writer director Jeff Barnaby, one of his inspirations was Conan the Barbarian. Oh, really? A story about someone seeking vengeance against a cult that destroyed their family.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right, and then you kind of, like, when you're seeing it, when it got close to the end, like, uh, of this film, Conan was the same in which um, they had the intricate like, infiltration scene to get into like, fucking chop off James Earl Jones's head. Right, and this one's the same kind of thing. Like they had this intricate, like scheme to get you know their their money back and how to infiltrate the uh, the school. Yeah, which I was very impressed with the writing too, because like the way it was set up, it made it really seem like you know it was gonna fail. But then you find out it's all part of the fucking. Oh
1: yeah, like, and again, I definitely don't want to talk about how that went down, but that curveball. And you're just like fuck, fuck like this, and then and then it just totally goes in a different way. Uh, um, that that actually that whole that whole what was that third act or whatever is fucking awesome. Um, sure. Again, also the violence against uh, Popper, uh, which okay, this is the only thing. And if we do ever get Jeff Barnaby on the show, I do want to ask him about the casting of Mark Anthony Kruppa, because. He was the he was the only actor that I felt like was miscast. That's the like I guess like Indian agent RCMP slash you know authority figure. Because um, to me it was like, the
0: guy at the end who who's like um, I'm not going to let you continue this grow up.
1: No 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 I'm talking about like the main baddie the, the like the baddie guy right.
0: Oh so the truant officer.
1: Yeah yeah the truant officer yeah.
0: Okay that, okay. Uh,
1: because to me he's like. I and it may be because the car he rolls up in gives me a very like uh American gangster vibe like the Josh Brolin uh kind of character in American gangster and hmm. that's so then all of a sudden I was expecting that and he was a bit too like weak in like it like his 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 speaking pattern was a bit like weak like it wasn't as strong as I wanted And I just had this expectation of this, again, more of a jo- like hardcore Josh Brolin character. Like, I mean, the violence he's putting out is, is super hardcore. But I just wanted a stronger kind of actor. And there might be a, a...
0: See, I think, if I can interject, uh, which, you know, I'm the fucking co-host, so I get to talk too.
1: Mm.
0: I think the way he's portrayed is way scarier because he's the calm guy that's quiet-voiced. And he just says something and then his like minions henchmen are just fucking like they are the ones that like go crazy and like kind of enforce everything and he caught like everything that happened like when it was the fight um the fight with the father right Uh, on the beach right like everybody he's just standing there watching it the whole time and then once the fight's over you know he's the fucking asshole walking over with the gas can, right? And just be like, seeing what you're making me do. Yeah, See? maybe. Like, yeah, you didn't might want right. to do this.
1: I mean, even, I mean, that character is a bitch right from the beginning because, like, when Glenn Gould's character, Joseph, like, basically saves him from two other indigenous boys when they're younger, he fucking rats them all out and then, like, knocks out Joseph with that fucking club. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, and I think that's where he you know, it shows kind of like, it's your, your villain orange story, right? Like he enjoyed that like sadistic fucking punishment. He was relaying that he, you know, continued on that path. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. And again, so yeah, maybe having less of like a, like a tough, like an actual, like tough feeling character does make it more insidious, right? Like this to be honest, kind of like a weak person wielding all this power, right? Maybe maybe that is actually done to showcase like how much of a like a bully he is versus an authority figure, you know?
0: Yeah. Like I'm sure with yourself as well, like in this film, you probably like rewound it a couple of times, and you're just like, "Man, that was that was some massive shrinkage that guy had in the shower. Like <laughs> that must have been some cold fucking poo, right?" <laughs> but then I'm like, "I Man. love
1: how that that I I didn't even think of that, but you like you have dialed in on the penis size again. I I mean, we we have talked about William Defoe's penis on this. We have talked about uh, the Boogie night penis more. It's more and-
0: like like, given the guy a fucking... How'd you credit? like that penis
1: like, with Scott?
0: No, that's my website.
1: Yeah. <laughs> www.cock.com but, Scottcock.com Scott. I'm,
0: I'm seeing how it goes. If it goes well, then I'll open my OnlyFans. But <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was going to say is like, like the actor commitment too, man, because that was full like 70s bush on that thing
1: too. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's right? why it looks small because the bush is so big.
0: <laughs> yeah it was I was like I was like I was comparing him to I'm like I might have to go back and watch the Jaws and IMAX too and see whose bush was was bigger the lifeguards were
1: his but um, <laughs> it went well have you so do have you watched any of uh Jeff Barnaby's short stuff like the colony? No, I your...
0: haven't watched the shorts I know you sent them to me but I honestly did not have a time to watch it yet but I did want to save them as well for next month for Halloween because you're you're telling me how good body horror it was
1: yeah definitely file under miscellaneous is like straight up Cronenberg level uh body horror like it's it's the type of body horror where you like go oh man like I don't know I don't know if I can watch that so but also you know I'm kind of a, like a pussy when it comes to this stuff so um so my uh my quote this week is from Michael reich from the los angeles times and he says that writer director barnaby weaves a surprising amount of tenderness into the fabric of violence as well as a good measure of magic realism to keep the gritty story engaging um yeah what's I, it seems like jeff likes zombies too like he's managed to throw a zombie in there so i don't know if, well, a if that's a, a zombie but what do you mean not a real zombie it fucking came out of the ground and like do you think that was like a spirit zombie or do you think they were just like seeing it because typically when you see a ghost, you don't see it in zombie form, do you?
0: Well, what I took out of it, and I don't know um, if that's what it is, but if it is what I took out of it, like it's what he did a lot better than um, the film we did prior, oh, uh, Monkey, Monkey Beach, Bee, where if it which, is... Which also
1: in... has Glenn Gould in it, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if it is... Um, <clears throat> You know in terms of how you know this catholic church took away them from their um their traditions and stuff where the mother was buried um without her name mm-hmm. and that's why even the, the like that tant the tantrum the father had kind of explains that culture like um if it is that tradition and that's kind of where i got from it uh is like if they're buried without the name, they're roaming the earth trying to find
1: like peace kind of thing, like solitude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just, and so, yeah, anybody who I should have brought up, this is a very pointed comment on the Canadian government's residential school system. Just, I'm, I should have put that right in at the beginning of the show. Uh, Just so you understand the context that we're talking about. This film takes place in the, the concept or sorry, the, in the, in context, Thank you. With the Canadian residential school system. Sorry about that, Scott. Didn't mean to.
0: No, no, good. Yeah, I think, like, it is, like, and I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but I do find it sad, too, where, like, he had one, like, that scene he had where, well, in her dream, uh, she's walking with her brother and then she walks upon the bodies of the kids right which kind of and then ties like... into that
1: wolf story it, it to me that ties into the wolf story of like the 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 children hanging from the trees and the wolf you know they all fall down and the wolf starts eating them like to, when i picture like when the children follow the trees they you know falling into a big pit which is again uh you know we're we're having these conversations right now here in canada about and, and the that's the thing graves, like, that's right uh, the,
0: yeah that's what that's what i'm saying like this this film give or take you're you're looking at a decade prior like why was this not a conversation then? Like well, like and what now? I
1: think what most indigenous nations would tell you is they did have these conversations, just people like us weren't listening.
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying, right? Like well, why why wasn't like you know, um like fuck, why wasn't the Pope coming two decades ago, ten decades ago, fifty decades ago, right?
1: Hundred percent. And um, so one of the things that, uh, Barnaby's, you know, kind of known for is first off he, he uses, so he's a, he's a Mi'kmaq, uh, and he uses both English and Mi'kmaq in this. And I believe in blood quantum, they use it, mm-hmm. you know, interchangeably as well. Uh, and then his cast is, so, you know, Devilry Jacobs is Mohawk. Um, and she actually was in Mohawk girls, which was done by Tracy Red Deer, who is the writer and director of beans, which we did a couple episodes ago uh glenn gould's also Mi'kmaq and he was in monkey beach that we did last week so um and then there's also brandon oaks who's uh mohawk uh and he was in through black spruce also in blood quantum uh and roseanne supernault uh is uh who plays anna uh she's Matí and cree uh, and she was also with uh brandon oaks in through black spruce Uh, So all these, sorry, I kind of got off track there. Uh, All these actors have kind of like worked together. They've worked with other directors um, that uh, we've covered on the show as well. Um, But yeah, like I said, I really like the fact that uh, Jeff Barnaby tends to kind of tell his, he he writes and directs his own stuff. It's very much in uh, talking about cultural issues with the Mi'kmaq community. Uh, And then he casts like all these fantastic uh, indigenous actors from all kinds of different nations. Uh, I mean, devilry, devilry, Jacobs right now is like on fire, right? So she was in blood quantum. Then she was in Mohawk girls. Uh, then she got onto American gods and she was in the order. She's also on Rutherford falls. And of course, like her, I think her big thing right now is res dogs. Cause she's also writing for res dogs as well. Um, but she's been cast in the Disney, I guess it's like Marvel. Uh, is it echo? is going to be the Mm -hmm. marvel tv show or whatever so like this she's just exploding like she's probably one of the biggest indigenous actors out there right now like as far as like her star ascending so
0: so do you do you want to say that the name of the show is actually reservation dogs
1: oh yeah yeah instead of res Dogs. yeah sorry yeah. yeah 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 it's reservation dogs um which I love, right? That and because their their kind of image is them all in the black suits, just like reserva- uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, hey, we've got to talk about Reservoir Dogs twice on this uh, this show.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you know when Christmas time comes around and we're doing Christmas movies, you'll be like, man, remember Mr. White?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that from the movie Blow? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, so a really interesting piece of like i don't know like science trivia or whatever that i came up uh with i guess maybe not it's more about like so the social sciences is so double double e jacobs character is it ayla is that is that how you say your name ayla mm-hmm. um actually inspired what's called the ayla test so it has to do with indigenous representation especially specifically female indigenous representation in film So similar to the Bechtel test and the Bechtel test is when you look at works uh, like artistic works, um, is there at least two women talking to each other and are they talking about something other than men and in films or plays, those women often also have to have like character names assigned to them. So this, this jumps off from the Bechtel test, uh, and it adds three components is the main character, uh, indigenous Aboriginal woman. So obviously devilry Jacobs is, um, does she not fall in love with a white man? Cause that's often a trope, right? Like kind of Pocahontas type of thing and does not mm-hmm. end up basically having like sexual or other types of violence done to her. I mean, they kind of walk right up to the line. Um, but luckily she's able to get out of that situation. Um, but that test is named after her character in this film, which I thought, I mean, as a filmmaker to be able to make a piece of art that then starts to transcend not just like your medium but other um like sp- like sp- spheres of academic study i think it's p- mm-hmm. super impressive
0: yeah um <coughs> just going back to kind of what you're saying before in terms of like the thi- like the the fine line where um the sexual um violence was almost done upon her that scene like in terms with the shotgun i will put that scene up against um like
1: shotgun.
0: sorry you'll
1: put it up against hobo with a shotgun
0: (laughs) no i was gonna say in terms of the shotgun blast and the the effect of it i would put that up right up against um romano romero's dawn of the dead which had the best fucking zombie head shotgun blast and this one it it was a close second because once it kind of like comes out and you see like the full effect and like the, the head. side of his head, just like flailing like that kind of thing. I was like, "Damn!" For a practical effect, I'm like, which I'm gonna assume it was. Um, it was fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and like kudos too. From what I what I saw too, the this film only had like a 1.5 million dollar uh,
1: budget, which yeah. And I mean he he seems to be able to stretch his budgets because I think what Blood Quantum was what three million or five million or something like that, like. It was a, it was a, it was a decent budget, but it wasn't like massive. Um, and he seems to be really good at like taking his budget, not just stretching it, but like doing a good job, right? Like you can make a budget, do a lot of stuff and kind of be like, okay, I mean, what was the one we were talking? Oh, um. Slashback, you were like, I don't know, you can really see the kind of like low budget aspect yeah. to it or whatever.
0: Like, they it looked like they used all their budget, they front ended all their budget, not back ended. And yeah, like what with, with, with this film and with um, Blood Quantum, you can see that you know the money is spent well.
1: Oh yeah, right? this at no point feels like it is not at all. A,
0: oh no, it is not a Chris Langford production <laughs> where all the money goes to him making hats, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not that. <laughs>
1: it definitely didn't go to paying the actors. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, man, it has a running time of 88 minutes, which is like, you know, that's in my sweet spot. Um I, I, like, I can't say it's fucking violent though, man. Like I, I do, again, I'm going to reiterate, you should watch this film. Maybe if you're going to watch it with your kids, watch it first, watch it fucking first and then make some decisions about like where, like, did you, you didn't watch this with your children, did you?
0: Uh, no, my wife watched it.
1: What yeah. What did she say?
0: She, she, um, I'm sad to say she did not like it, but, she also can has never seen back to the future. Right. So her her critiques in terms of what is a good movie is like her her um sample size is very, very low. So she she wasn't big in watching movies. And as a case in point, one time when we were dating, she decided to take me out to a movie and it was The remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, at which no point she thought it was a horror movie. (laughs) Like, buying the tickets, looking at the poster... Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. The film is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What did she think it it, it was about?
0: Uh, A robbery. She thought it was, like, a robbery.
1: I mean, if, if your life is an item of value and someone uses a chainsaw to remove you of that life then yeah. yeah in some type of context that is a hip <laughs> <hey>, robbery <laughs>
0: yeah so it was it was fun while we were dating and i'm like walking in and then she was like oh this is the movie we're gonna watch and i'm like
1: you're like awesome you you're like- actually you're like uh, yeah this i was super excited, i'm gonna marry I, I this shit
0: wanna, <laughs> yeah i did want to see it and i was like fuck i was all up you know J- jordana brewster i was like just coming off of fast and the furious and all that shit and the faculty like I was like, she got a good track record here. And I'm like, this should be good. And then I was like, but I didn't think you liked horror movies. And then she looked at me and she was just like, this is a horror movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like going to the exorcist and being like, I mean, this exercise movie seems very popular right now. So maybe we'll get some workout tips.
0: (laughs) I know. Like they went, she watched passion of the Christ. And she was like, you got to see this, uh, um, you know, this, uh, biography movie i just i just watch is really good
1: <laughs> with my with my white jesus um yeah man like i said i uh i, I highly recommend this film uh not just because we're trying to get jeff barnaby on the show uh i just think it's
0: but it does help
1: it, it does yes yes uh i think <laughs> that this this is why this the the you know how ha- you need to let indigenous people tell their own fucking stories because you're not gonna get this kind of story in this manner from a white person or anybody else. Like, and that's not trying to be woke. It's just like let people tell their own stories, because they will tell them properly, <laughs> and they will tell them with a different perspective. Right? They will tell them with mm-hmm. the like an, an like an, a natural perspective. Like I said, imagine Beans was like done by it's just some random like french canadian director like it's not the same it, it's going to be it's going to show i guarantee you it would have shown those fucking french canadian people uh, in a totally different light right so opposed to this feeling truly organic and natural so i highly recommend watch it first before you let your children watch it but you may want to actually at some point have your children watch this film uh, because again i think he does a really great job of really getting to the the horrible aspects of residential school and he does it all in 88 minutes so
0: and that is our wrap for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends if you want to get a hold of us reach us at the com. to this day, like you, you'll see a hang, but you don't see like that. fucking the piss and shit, right? Oh,
1: yeah, man. And it, and it, it, it wasn't even like some wide shot. It was like, he close might've up, actually yeah. dollied right up to it or you, you cut to like a close up of the feet and you're like, what the fuck? Again. I'm just like, we went yeah. from, we went from the first crazy thing to the second crazy thing like a ba-ba, ba-ba, which, makes sense if you think about it like he was trying to it clearly was like no no this is fucking reality bitch like reality is not sugarcoated. reality is not like you can turn your head away like these things happen and this is the consequence of these things happening
0: yeah like even the one with um you know when the truant officers and all them eat the shit out of burner right and then they put him in the car they throw him out of the car and they're like fuck you shit yourself yeah like yeah. i for like 10 15 minutes was getting beat on that he had no control of his fucking bowels for for the longest time right like it, yeah it was 100% a realistic thing
1: production by rod shaver vader monkey productions